Moto Limited Network. It's good to have other opinions, you know, good opinions too. If you're in my way, we, we gotta do battle. basically is my life. My brain probably wanders a lot. I don't know. Here it is, the Moto Limited Show. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on show number 18. And, man, these shows are getting better and better the weeks we go on for a time when we don't have a great deal of content. Um, It's very, very cool to have people to talk to and industry people on this this show the motor limited show is brought to you by mp suspension and pro powder powder coating remember guys support the guys um, that are supporting our podcast that are supporting the sport uh, at the same time paul and the team at mpe suspension do the best suspension there is in the game uh, they're on the sunshine coast get up there get your suspension service get it set up anything they are the best at it or if you're in the market for a Husqvarna motorcycle or now a Gas Gas, go and see Paul and the team. Mention the Moto Limited show and they are more than willing to try and help you out with what they can. And Pro Powder Powder Coating, protecting your investment. Propowder.com.au. Adam, as always, has been a massive supporter of myself personally, but he does everything from drag racing, sprint cars, you name it. He's powder coated something for someone, and uh, he does a fantastic job. So if you're in the market for something to be powder coated, call up the guys down there, guys and girls, uh, Pro Powder. And they will try and help you out. Mention the Moto Limited show there, and they will be trying to help you out for sure. As I said, guys, show number 18 got an awesome guest coming up. He's a guy that, I mean, talked to me six weeks ago. I'd have no chance of getting him on, uh, but he's coming on tonight, and I am ecstatic for that. And I can't wait to get him on. Want to touch on a couple of things early on too before we get into our guest. Uh, first thing, Robbie Marshall has not been on the show for the last few weeks. Uh, he's got a lot going on. He's obviously got a cafe that he's trying to run with himself and Mon. They've just had a new baby and uh, there's, they're, they're flat out at the moment. So he just hasn't had the time to come in and, and do the show, but he's definitely not, not a part of the show here. He'll be back once he gets himself sorted. He's also got a lot going on with his physio as well. He's trying to get himself fit and ready for, I think it's February that the um, Showtime FMX shows start back up again. And uh, that's obviously Robbie's day job, so he needs to be able to ride a dirt bike. So he's working hard to get himself back. So I said to him, take your time. When you're ready to come back, we're, uh, we'll o- welcome you back with open arms, that is for sure. And uh, he's definitely going to be up for the fight. Uh, we're two weeks away now from, from fight night. I've made the weight that I need to. I'm going to get down even further if I can to make it more legitimate. Lockie walks around at 81 kilos. I had to get to 83. Uh, this morning I weighed in at 83.1 kilos. So I am I am there. I'm going to get myself down even further to make this fair. I feel fantastic. And besides the the odd bruise I have here and here, there from sparring, but uh, it, it's going to be an awesome event. So if you haven't already got your tickets or you aren't thinking about going, make it happen. Get up there, support us. Again, we've got you know 
the raffle, uh, the auction's going on as well for that. So get amongst that. He'll be there. I wanted to also touch on having Nick still who's joining me in studio. I'll introduce him in a sec. I want to give him a massive shout-out. He's uh, sort of stepped in and as Robbie's been away and giving me a massive hand, getting these these guests on. As I said, the guests we're having tonight, I would not have thought he would even be on my show. Uh, Nick's made it happen. He's trying to help me set up live streams, so that is coming. Big things for the show moving forward. We're going to be able to live stream this on YouTube and Facebook. Um, so we, we've been working on that. We've been having technical difficulties. Uh, but uh, look, we're, we're making it happen. So I want to give Nick a big shout out for that and welcome you to the show tonight. Nick Still, what is going on? Back in for another go. Back in, mate. You're, you've, you've brung me back. You're <laughs> you're a bit of a regular here at the moment. As I said, you're helping getting some of this content for me while we have no racing, we have no US racing, we have no Australian stuff. We're getting to that time of the year where it's all sort of dying down um, and I've been super busy trying to get prepped for this fight. So you've, uh, you've been giving me a massive hand in the background and I do appreciate that. No worries, dude. Um, show tonight, big one for us. Oh, it's going to be a good one. It's a ripper, so. We uh, we're going to get to that very shortly. One other thing I want to touch on a bit of news. I've been uh, in contact with Anne Polsoni from Motorcycling Queensland. She's a promoter of the Sunny State Series or Sunny State Motocross Series and uh, the Queensland State Titles. Uh, give me a bit of rundown there. I heard what the calendar is. I'm not gonna not gonna blab. Uh, well, the potential calendar, the potential dates, um, but it should be a great year of racing for state level stuff here in Southeast Queensland. If uh, if what I got told was true, uh, or not true, but actually works out so it's not set in stone yet and uh, also have reached out uh, to Motorcycling Australia through that as well so and been kind enough to to talk to them um, and I'm in uh, in contact now with Matt Falvo who is the events manager for Mo, uh, for Motorcycling Australia and the Pro MX so hopefully I can get him on to the show next week and uh, maybe talk about the schedule that's meant to be dropping for the Pro MX at the end of next week so a lot of stuff well sorry this week by the time this podcast comes out we're recording a few days in advance so a lot of stuff coming out hopefully i can get him on if he's listening to this matt let's make this happen i want to want to talk about what's happening with oz um, motocross and see what the new era is going to bring absolutely and like from some of the rumors or speculation i've heard about it we are looking good like we are heading in the right direction and there looks to be a few people in charge now with the right right knowledge and sort of uh the view on what's going to happen and dude i hope it pays off yeah that's what we've talked about the whole time here it's a rebrand it's a rebuild let's let's do it differently this time and we've jabbered on about it enough so hopefully i can get matt on the show here and we can have that conversation uh and same with ann and i'd like to get her on the show uh especially when the announcement for the state level stuff comes i know a lot of a lot of my listeners um are state level guys so hearing that first from us this is the goal where we're trying to work <laughs> our way into the media here uh, and be recognized as that as such so that's enough for me on the front end there's a few things i wanted to tidy up early before we get our guests on but nick we're going to get him on the phone right now uh are you excited um man <laughs> i can't wait here Dude. we go 
And joining us all the way from the US of A, he's a guy that I've, <laughs> me and Nick's in here in studio, I've been so excited to have him on as a guest. He is the host of the Moto X Pod show. He's also the host of the Pulp MX wrap-up show. His real name is Jamie Guida, but we know him as Darkside. Darkside, what is going on? What's up, boys? I am excited to talk to you, man. I love, I just love the Australian accent. I love the attitude from Australians. Always happy and exciting, unless you're Chad Reed, maybe he's a little <laughs> bit of a butt. But man, yeah, I'm super excited that you guys asked me to come on. Dude, I, I, yeah, we were just chatting before about, you know, hearing you drop Nick's name and that when you said my show or the, the, you know, the show on your show the other night, I rang Nick and I was like screaming like a little girl. Like, I could not believe that you said my name on your podcast. It just blew me away. Yeah. That, that may, like I was saying, it makes me laugh because it was only a few years ago where, like, we, Steve, it was the same thing with me and Pulp, you know, and like yeah. Steve would maybe make a mention of me or like they started talking about my ponytail, right? Yeah. That stuff. I was like, holy crap, you hear that? <laughs> and then like re- reaching out to Steve the first time to get him on the Moto X Pod show, and it was a whole different type of show back then. He was at first, I was like, there's no way he's going to say yes. Yeah. And he actually said no at first. He said, man, I I didn't even have his number. I was emailing him and he, uh, he was like, nah, I think I'm going to pass. I was like, all right, I I understand. And maybe 15 minutes later, I get another email. You know what? No, man, you're, you're always cool and I'll, I'll do it for you. Yeah. And I was ecstatic. I called the other guys on the show. I was like, holy crap. He said, yes, he said, yes. (laughs) That's what we're like. Yeah. Yeah. That that was the exact conversation that went down between us. Like as I, we, we've been messaging a little bit here before, uh, the last couple of days to set this up. And I was like, the minute Nick said that you were, you know, interested, not even keen yet. You were just interested in potentially coming on the show. I was like, there's no way that Darkseid will come on my show, you know, like it's a pipe dream for us and man, to have you nah. on here, we're wrapped. I'm nobody special, man. I'm a guy just like you. I got a day job and I, I, I you know, barely consider myself media, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't, everybody's like texting me and like, hey, what do you know about JGR? Hey, what do you, you know about this I'm like dude i'm at work i don't know crap <laughs> you know I, i'm just talking about the stuff talking to the riders and i don't have any of the inside information very often every once in a while i'll have something but yeah i'm just like you guys man i, I have a passion for the sport and i i fell in love with pulp mx and got very lucky that some other friends started the show and invited me to be a part of it and yeah. then it just over the last few years, a couple of those guys have gone away, and I've sort of taken it over, and it's just grown. But I mean, I'm just like you, man. I'm, I'm just a fan. I'm a regular guy, so yeah. I don't. I hate that Nick. It was Nick, right, that said he saw me at Vegas and didn't want to come. Was yeah, yeah. Nerd- in the press box. Yeah, you just you should have come up and said hi, man. I love that stuff. I oh, do. I I didn't think it's going to be so long till I could get back over now. And now that I like talking to you, like like I was saying, every every time like I see your name pop up on my phone when you send me a message, I'm like. You guys see that? It's like the dark side. He's, he's messaging me. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. So, the, one of the questions I've got. So, how did you originally get involved with Pulp MX? Like, for those that don't know, or the story I sort of knew was you just kept calling in like week after week, sort of like what we do. How did that progress to what it actually is now and how you met Steve and sort of the, the bond you guys have now? 
So it started out just me reading the magazines, and Pulp MX was advertised in Racer X and maybe even Transworld back then, you know, and I would see the ads, but never even thought about it. Like, never even considered, oh, I wonder what this is. Just didn't care, really. Um, but I was a huge Kyle Chisholm fan, and that's a long story. <laughs> but somewhere, I think in Racer X, I had seen that Chiz was doing an interview with Pulp MX, or maybe I saw it on Twitter. I don't remember. But I was like, oh, i got to find out what this is. I want to hear this interview. So that was sort of how I discovered Pulp. And then I started going through his archives, and like the first day after discovering him, I listened to everything that Chiz was on, every interview that Steve did with Chiz. And then I started saying, oh, shit, he's, he's interviewed McGrath. Oh, he's, you know? Yeah. And then I was obsessed instantly. Yeah. Um, so then I had a chance to listen to a live show, maybe that next week or two weeks later, whatever it was. And people were calling in. So oh, shit, I got questions. I'm going to call in. And the very first time I called in, I used my real name. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you what episode that was. I don't remember. Uh, but a lot of other people like, like raining yellow or, uh, you know, whatever gringo were using their Twitter handles. Mm. And I'm dark side on Twitter. So the next time I called in, I'm like, Hey, I'm dark side. And it just stuck. Stuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at that point, I just started calling every week pretty much. I was listening every week. I would have something during the race or something they would talk about during the show that I'd want to ask. Yeah. So I called in. Um, and I think that I believe it was 2017 when I started calling in. Um, and my that same year at Dallas, I was looking for Steve. I wanted to meet Steve just like anybody else that's a fan wants to. And he was at the pro circuit truck with Mitch Payton and Weeds. They were sitting on the steps of the truck. <laughs> and I probably stood there for 15, 20 minutes with my red Pulp MX monkey wrench shirt, um, <laughs> waiting to meet Steve. And Steve finally walked up. I told him, hey, man, I'm dark side. You know, I call in all the time. And, oh, yeah, cool, cool. We took a picture, I think. He signed my shirt. <laughs> that was my first meeting. Yeah. Um, 20 minutes later, I'm walking through the pits, and Kenny Watson is over at RCH. Well, I want to meet Kenny. So I introduce myself, and Kenny immediately takes my red shirt with a Sharpie, crosses out Steve's name, <laughs> and signs his name over the top of it. Um, and I think that was it that day. That's how I met him. Maybe a and I, of course, I continue to call in hmm. a year later at Dallas, and I may have some of my time frame mixed up, but I got in the press box for the first time. Yeah, it was 2018, hmm. and uh, I had met him again in Houston a couple weeks before, but I sat in the press box for the very first time, 2018 Supercross Dallas, and um, just visited with him for a couple minutes. We sat right next to him, but I tried not to bug him. Yeah. And that was really it, you know, and it just kept growing through me calling him. Then I started doing more and more media. So every race I went to, I would see him and I would say hi. I would pick his brain just a little bit be like, hey, I don't want to bug you, but I have this question about how you do this. Or when you have some inside information, when do you say it or not say it? Where do you find that line? And he would always answer me. Unlike he does on the show, he wasn't busting my ball. He, he would be legit and give me good advice. And yep. at some point, I guess it was last year, mid you know last year, he sent me a message and was, "Hey, how would you feel about doing a wrap up show?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, I'm in. I don't care what it consists of. I'm in." So Steve asked and, you. I didn't actually know that. 
Yeah, he had the idea because he's a Howard Stern fan, and Pookie's a huge Howard Stern fan. And Howard Stern has a wrap-up show that his producer and a couple other people do as soon as the as soon as Howard Stern shows over for a day. They do a wrap-up show. They talk about the guests. They have maybe if there's somebody in the studio, they maybe hang out and do the wrap-up show. It's different every day, but that's where his idea came from, and he. He said he thought I'd, you know, he wanted to see if I'd be into it because I was already doing a show, I think, and uh, he thought I would do okay at it, and that was where it started. Yeah, that's that's the, I mean, the part of the story there. Like I listen to all that. Uh, you've you've said that on podcasts before, and and I've listened to it, mm-hmm. and it, it, you know, as as we were talking before, like our our journey in trying to get in this podcasting stuff feels very similar to yours. Like we're just fans that want to yeah. sit and talk about the sport, and you know, meeting guys like yourself and having these conversations. Like it, it's it's really amazing to us, but. You know the the story there, and I've heard you say it is you stood there and waited for Weege and Mathis, and you know I love motocross and supercross, and I mean if there was like Steve and Weege standing in a in a section, and then you had say Roxon and that, I'd probably be more fanboying over Steve and Weege <laughs> because I just I listen to those guys and what I'm trying to create here in Australia is very like what they have built for themselves over there you know like i just like if i could be a quarter of as good as what those guys are i'd be make it like that'd be more than enough for me so you standing there yeah. waiting to talk to those guys i could just see myself doing the same thing like you know tomac could be standing next to him and i'd be like i don't care about tomac i just want to talk to Weege and steve yeah it, it took me a while to to get that um the, rid of the fanboy stuff yeah you know it took probably i would say seeing them five six times over a year you know where i finally was like all right i gotta quit being a nerd you know i gotta yeah. quit being i gotta try to tr- pre- at least pretend that i feel like i belong and really that's when i I think some of the respects, or I say respect, I don't know for sure they respect me, but you could see, you could see the difference where they, how they treated me off air in the press box. When I started, when I started believing in myself that I, that I deserve to be there. And now, yeah, I feel like I'm just one of the guys, the boys when I'm hanging out with those guys now. So is it when you're walking through the pits is there still someone that you see and you secretly got that bit of a fanboy in you still, or are you pretty just good with throwing down with everybody or? Um, yeah, definitely guys like, well, like when I see MC for sure, <laughs> uh, when I see McGrath, it's a hundred percent that way. But honestly, I'm trying to think, man, not really anymore because I've gotten to know most of those guys on a level. I wouldn't say I'm best friends with any of them, but um, I'm friendly with almost all of them. And so, no, I don't. I don't think I fanboy out anymore. Um, I still think of them as like almost my idols, as like when I was a fan. But I don't stand there in awe of them. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Like I still think they're the most amazing athletes in the world, or. You know, we just feel one of the funniest dudes around, you know, or whatever. But I don't I feel very comfortable around them now. The only ones I don't feel super comfortable around are like Kenny, because I don't really have any relationship with him. He's not a big media guy unless you're pulp or weeds. And then Chad, 
Chad's not been the easiest to visit with. There's times when he's really, really great, but there's times when you're you can tell he doesn't really want to deal with you. Yeah. Yeah, that that could be the uh, <clears throat> the Australian in him a little bit. Sometimes we're we're really outgoing, and then sometimes we're just like <laughs> when, it, when it turns to shit. Yeah, we just want to. Yeah, we just want to leave. Yeah, leave, leave <laughs> us exactly. alone. Exactly. Now that's a go. Now, as I said at the start, you know you you're the host of the Moto X Pod Show, which we wanna we wanna plug your show on here as much as we can as well. You get a lot of. Uh, cool guests like you get some different ones as well like you get some writers but then you get some other sort of media guys or other people like you had the the guy from the 30 plus 2 uh, on the week before yep. and then you had um, uh, what was his name Brian uh, Brian Pierce wasn't it um, on yes. this week um, with his project that he's doing and he actually reached out to us after hearing you say our name on the show which was cool um, he you know, so you have a very mixture of guests. How, when you were creating, well, obviously you walked into the show, but now while you're creating the show, like, do you try and find a balance of getting the races in, but also getting this other content out at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, my goal is always to have at least one, what I would call big name, something that's going to draw somebody. But I, I know so many people, a lot of people reach out to me or, um, I meet people at local races that have cool stories. So I want to tell that too, because, you know, Steve and Swap, those guys aren't, aren't doing that. Yeah. So it's, it's important to me to try to do that as much as I can. Um, so yeah, I try to balance it. Uh, and it's not easy. I don't know if you guys have guests like a lot on your show where there's multiple guests, but when you're trying to book a show and you reach out to these guys and you're, you're a week ahead of time, but they don't start getting back to you until like the day before Yeah. I go into full panic mode. I'm like, okay, I got a show tomorrow and no guests. And then the day of the show, all of a sudden everybody responds and you have too many guests and, <laughs> Finding finding a balance between all that can be really difficult. I, I stress all the time. Man, I stay stressed out. I, I think about this show probably 20 hours a day, I feel like. I, I'm at work. I'm at work and I'm texting. I'm thinking of new ideas. I'm thinking about how to fix all the stupid sound issues we have. Uh, it's it's nonstop. But the, the, the question you asked me, though, is, yeah, I, I definitely want to have people – that maybe you guys or the listeners wouldn't even have thought of, you know, there's only so many times we can interview Zach Osborne Mm. and it not be repetitive. That's it. And that's one of the things I like about the wrap up show is when you have some of the industry sponsors, like representatives from the sponsors talk and some of their stories and some of their products and everything like that, that we sort of hear about. I, I sometimes would pick that than listening over a rider say they're in shape or ready to go for 2021 like I'd rather hear a story about a product so that's one of the things and, and like you were saying Swap Moto sort of just sort of goes after the bigger names so that's the, mm-hmm. the little niche difference that I like about what you do well, I appreciate that because I, I, I'll tell you when I'm interviewing somebody like, you know, the 30 plus two or, uh, you know, why I ride those, those segments, I'm wondering, I wonder if people really want to hear this. I wonder if like they're still listening because it's not Eli Tomac and it's not, uh, you know, star Yamaha or whatever. I always wonder if that's interesting 
to the average person. Um, I think it's interesting, but I don't, I never really know because I don't necessarily get a, a lot of feedback on those guys sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same for for like my show here, and I I have also. I haven't done one in a long time, but I have my own just personal podcast that I'm getting uh, just one-on-one people in studio and having a chat, you know, about their careers and things like that. And I mean, I haven't done any of the big name Australian guys that we have, you know, I've just been talking to the local guy that has, you know, they've battled their whole lives to to be a, you know, a mid-pack rider at a national level and just hearing the struggles and the trials and the tribulations that they've gone through, like those stories to me always um, have inspired me for for podcasts and I'm like, you hear from these top guys all the time, you know their stories backwards but we never hear from this this younger guy. So that's why I do enjoy your show because you do give some of these other people a, a voice in, in the industry for people like us that aren't over there, that can't be a part of this, you know, um, machine that it is in America and insight into yeah. actually what it's like. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot, man. I like that feedback and makes me want to keep doing it. Yeah, that's for sure. So, um you know, you do the Moto X Pod show and then you're also doing the wrap-up show as well on top of that. And as you said, you work a full-time job. Um, I know Nick here helps you a lot with the show notes for the Pulse stuff. You've, you know, you mentioned it a lot when you're on there, but, you know, the responsibility that that weighs on on you as well as, you know, you're, you're sort of the face of that. You cop a lot of heat and <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I guess it's just the way that the pulp nation is set up. But man, you do you do a good job with that. Nick and I common you know, we would talk about the show, but then we talk about the wrap up show. And man, we love the shows when you just get the these other guests on to talk that are, are fans of the show, not the co host from the night before. Sometimes that yeah. really gets on us or we're like, Man, we heard from him last night. Like the show you did this week with Goldie, he's awesome. Yep. <laughs> I could listen to that yeah, dude all the time. And check us from race. And check us from race. That was a, that was probably one of my favorite so far of wrap up shows. Awesome. Yeah, because two hours, right? Yeah. We get two hours. One, I think it was an hour and 57 minutes by the time I was done with all the stuff, adding Heather and all that. I couldn't believe how long that thing went. Yeah, I, I was working today out in the sun, putting a fence up, and I'm, like, listening to it. And I'm like, this is awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, this is a very good show. And, you know, sometimes I get a bit annoyed with them when you're hearing the same stuff from the guests of the show before, and I, I, can't, yeah. listen. I can't listen to it again because, you know, we love listening to the whole five-hour pulp show, so we kind of know everything. But it's it's when you get those other guys on that have a little bit of background to it as well. And, um, you know, especially having Goldie on after the Vet Nationals one and from the year before where, as you said, it's probably your favourite. And I think between Nick and I, it's our favourite show too, The, uh, the yeah. that, that pulp show from the year before's uh, Vet Nationals. Um, it was good that that show was very, very good. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I appreciate you saying that about the guests. You know, I, I don't really like necessarily want to have the guests. Like if a guest is on in on Monday, I don't necessarily want to have them on the wrap-up show. But Steve likes that. That's one of the things he, when he's giving me shit, he's like, why don't you have some of this in studio so they can talk about what was going on in studio? And I, I want to say, like, because they already said their opinion, you know. So when I do the wrap-up show, I can't really say – well, how'd you feel about 
you know, like if I had to have Chris Keeper on this week, I can't really say, what did you think about saying that Christian Craig's the man to beat? Well, you already said it, but yeah. it's, it's Steve's show at the end of the day. Yeah. And just like him saying that he doesn't want the opinions of the guests to be told. He just wants us to talk about exactly what was on the show. I totally disagree with him on that. Mm. I, I, I think we should touch on a topic like the Christian Craig is the man to beat topic, but then give our opinion. So it becomes its own show and it's new content for the listeners. But Steve does not agree. And it's Steve's show. Yeah, exactly. And like you said on this show this week, it was almost like the Christian Craig segment was the afterthought. Like, I rather yeah. I, I sort of like the wrap up of the conversation the guys were having, and like you're saying, no one sort of wants to talk about what they spoke about the night before. It's always good to get someone else's opinion on that conversation because everyone's sort of got a different opinion when it comes into the moto world. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Now we, but I do want to say again on here how I appreciate you, Nick, helping me out because <laughs> having your notes, man, like. Usually, most I'd say 90% of your notes are the same as mine, but there's always two or three things that you put in there that I go, huh, I didn't really think that was very interesting at the time. But now that you pointed out, I go back and I listen to it and I go, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. So, yeah, it, it's insanely helpful. That's awesome, buddy. Um, do you go back and listen to the show again? Like, how many times during that week do you listen to no. the show? See, I was the same. One time. I went back and listened to yeah. it again and I was finding more and more little bits and pieces, which I didn't hear the first time. That's sort of where I sort of picked sure. the notes up or just the little things I didn't remember or might have skipped over like five hours obviously is a long time to sit there and tune in do twice that's ten yep. hours you got ten I hours do I do it <laughs> well yeah that's my what I'm saying though is because you know okay I'll give you a breakdown of my schedule starting Monday morning I get up about 6.30 and I'm at work by 7 and I'm working till 4.30 Monday I come home I have about an hour and a half before pulp starts and I take my notes when he's done, it's midnight, 1230 my time. So I go to bed, back up at 6 a.m. I start cutting audio for about an hour before I have to start work, trying to cut the audio that I use in the wrap-up show. But I'm also trying to put my show together yeah. that starts at 530 Tuesday, an hour after I get off work. So I get home. I have an hour to get ready to set up. I do the show. I edit, I get it posted. It's usually 10, 11 o'clock at night. I go back in the house. Uh, I, I, my chick, I kiss her goodnight. I lay in bed with her while she goes to sleep. And I continue to cut audio for the wrap up show, which is less than 24 hours away. Then I get up and go to work and I get home and it's time to do the wrap up show. There is zero time to listen to it again. Yeah. Um, I, and honestly this week, I was off on Wednesday for our Veterans Day, and I thought, oh, this is great. I don't have to cut audio Tuesday while I'm doing my show. I'll do it Wednesday morning, and I'll have it done by noon. Dude, it took me five freaking hours to cut everything. (laughs) You know, I'd never done it in one sitting before and realized how freaking long it takes. Yeah. So does Steve's... Does Steve listen to the show or does he not listen to the show? Like he always sort of speculates, oh, yeah, I listen to one every one every yeah. three or four episodes. But does he does he actually listen to it or does he give you feedback each week on it or 
No, no. So I think he listens probably one out of every three or four, if I was guessing. Yeah. Uh, he tells me he listens when he's on a plane. A couple weeks ago, he sent me a picture. I think he was driving home from somewhere. Maybe he'd been at Kiefer's or something. I don't even remember. And he was listening to it on the way home. Very little feedback, man. I don't I don't ever know. I can't pinpoint how he really feels. And now, like... <laughs> Them giving you or, or Steve giving you sort of a bit of shit or a bit of banter on the show, is it a facade or is that what he's like in real life or is it Steve just living up to an image or? Um, okay, so I would say it's 60, 40, 60% character. Like he exaggerates. We all know that some of these things that he rants about or whatever. Um, some of it, he when he's giving me shit, he means it to a degree, but I think he amps it up a little bit. Mm. When like when I was at his house the day I was in the studio, man, he he didn't give me any shit until we were on air. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, he's he, we have normal conversation, respectful conversation. We talked about my show. Um, so I think like when he talks about the show needs to get better. He, he means that he wants it to be better than it is. And I, I see where he's coming from. Um, but I think most of it is very exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. Now well, that's, I mean, if he's such a big, you know, figuring out in the industry now that mm-hmm. you know, he can, he can allow to do that. And I mean, that's part of the, the interest that we have and the intrigue that we have in, in the whole pulp thing. So is, is what is, what is Steve going to come out with this week? That, that is it. But yeah. I, I mean, you, you got to be kind of wrapped, but at the same time, it's a bit annoying about how much they give you about your sponsors. Like, it's got to be great publicity for for Berm Lords getting the amount of uh, show silence, yeah. <laughs> show publicity they got. Like, I mean, Nick and I talked about it. Like, it's you know, in a way, they're kind of they are helping you out. They are giving you shit while doing it, but for your sponsors yeah. to be getting that sort of promotion on that level, um, I mean, they're probably not a hundred percent thrilled, but at least they're getting you know that that word of word of mouth basically they're hearing it come out of steve and yep. Kiefer's mouth a hundred times in that show people are like intrigued like i mean honestly i, I looked i had a look too yep. like <laughs> it got which, us which sort of brings me to dark side black sock mafia can you explain what that yeah. is because i'm a little confused like i haven't really looked into okay. it yet so all right well let me let me touch on the berm lords thing first yep. um so the owner of Berm Lords also owns Shock Socks. His name's Shan Garcia. He's a pretty well-known figurehead in Texas Moto. Like he wrote a book called Berm. That's the history of Texas Moto. Uh, he he announces tons of local races, like the Freestone uh, Amateur National. He helps announce that. He's a he, he's a well-known guy. Yeah. He does not listen to pulp. Yeah. His his designer and business partner does. Yeah. So his designer adam thinks it's hilarious he's like man this is great publicity shan the owner though he he's like dude i don't really think i like this because we are a legitimate business and they're trying to find that balance and adam's like you don't realize how much publicity you're getting it's cool and i told shan that like steve doesn't mean anything disrespectful so 
yeah, they, they are, Shan's a little bothered, um, but it is a great company and it all started because of my graphics kit, which yes. was a little, was a little excessive. <laughs> I love the Randy Richardson they, edition. <laughs> yeah. But those guys did exactly what I asked them to do. Yeah. So that's why it's that way. But anyway, on to Black Sock Mafia. So, um, so I don't know when it started. A bunch of my buddies, including Shan, uh, a couple of local Texas pro riders, um, and just some, a group of buddies started this thing. And it was just like they're, they just made T-shirts. It'd be like 30 plus two guy making T-shirts and having this little thing that's, hey, join our club or whatever. Let's sell some T-shirts. And my buddy Jamie Cheek, who was part of it, he's like, dude, it's just a bunch of badass motherfuckers in Texas that ride dirt bikes. That's all it is. Yeah. And hell, they don't even all wear black socks. It's just what they <laughs> call them. But the black sock thing is kind of like Kiefer said. It's like a you know the the bro down thing, California SoCal bro bro program or whatever. It's you go to Supercross and everybody's got dicky shorts on and black socks. Yeah. Yep. So really, it's nothing other than just a bunch of us buddies in Texas and some other guys that have come through and kind of now like there's some guys in California that are, you could say are part of it, but it's not really anything that's actually organized. It's just, it's, it's, that's all, it's hard to even explain. It's just, yeah. it, it, it's it, just something our buddy started and we have t-shirts and we have, I have, I'll actually have some socks that say BSM on them. They're on the, they're on my graphics kit and, but it's really nothing but a bunch of buddies that like to ride dirt bikes. Yeah. Well, well yeah. With, with the, with the Burnmore stuff, sorry, revert back, but I, I was, a I did motocross graphics for, shoot, I was 15 when I started doing it for a company here in Australia. And that was RHK, right? No, I did it for Custom MX. Oh, it was Custom. Yeah, yeah. and then I did RHK. Uh, and I do a bit of my own stuff. And I, can, I totally get where you come from, where you like, they did what I wanted. I mean, I've done some kits where I look at them and go, I do not like this kit. But it's yeah. exactly what the customer ordered. And they get it and they're wrapped. And yeah, it's, it's one of those things as a designer, you kind of like, Try and put your own spin on it because you want people to know that it's your your brand, so to speak, and your design technique coming out. But then at the same time, you want, you know, for yourself, you wanted to have that on there. They did exactly what you wanted and knocked it out of the park and you were stoked about it. And that's, yeah, that at the end of the day, you paid, yeah, I don't know if you paid, but you paid for the sticky kit theoretically. And, and that's the transaction that needed to happen. Yeah, exactly. Shan told me after Steve made fun of it the first time, Adam kind of played the audio for Shan. He goes, well, I, and I, Shan talked to me. I actually had him on that night, I think. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, me and Adam were saying it was a little busy, but that's what you asked for. And I was like, well, I wish you had told me that. Maybe I would have talked <laughs> Person, about Personally, I like it. it. I don't find yeah. anything that doesn't look right. I, I look at, as soon as I heard I, I looked at the photos and it yeah, it looked fine to me. So It's really just the front fender. The top of the front fender has a lot of logos. It looks like the rear fender, yeah. which isn't normal in our sport. But as I told Steve, I still feel like I'm nobody. I don't yeah. feel like our show. I love our show, but to the fact that fly racing gives me stuff or the fact that, uh, you know, um, Rinse Rabbit, the uh, Vortex, 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 Vertex. Jesus, Vertex. <laughs> it's light. It's okay. Yeah, Vertex, the Vertex Piston Company and Rinse Rabbit literally gave me a top end kit because of Pulp. I'm like, dude, what else can I do other than show my support by putting them on the bike advertising? So everybody that helps me 
goes on the damn bike. Yeah. Because what else can I do to say thank you but that? And there was a lot of people that helped me. Yeah. So there's a lot of stickers, <laughs> a lot of logos on my bike. And after they made fun of me, for a week, I probably went out in my shop three or four times and thought, man, I'm pulling that sticker off. And every time I'd walk out there, I'd look at it and go, hell no, I like it. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm leaving it. Yeah. So I'm sticking by it. And actually, the last time I went to a race, some dude walked up and he goes, dude, that's a lot of stickers. And I was like, seriously? And he started laughing. He goes, no, I listen to Pulp. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, that's, that's one of the things I love about you is – and you were talking about it on the um, industry podcast the other day of sort of the haters you get and then just rubbing it off like, dude, it's that, that was the way you were brought up and you just shrug it off and keep going. Like, that's one of the things I idolize about what you do. So never never lose that little trait. So that's just a, a little, little bit and of I, insight. I try. There's, only one, yeah, there's only really one person, one account on Twitter that's gotten under my skin. I'm not going to name them, but... <laughs> There's only one that's bugged me, and I finally just—I finally have gotten over it. I don't let it bother me anymore. Was it just someone that was constantly harassing you about the show? Or I actually didn't. Know yes, it. I actually didn't know this. So it's not even a real person. I mean, it's—it's it's a fake account. I think I know who it is in real life, but I, I'm, I'll—I can talk. I'll tell you off there. But uh, yeah, it's just—it's um, it, a fake account that just talks shit nonstop. Yeah, and. It irritated the crap out of me, and I, I think I actually ranted about it with A Ray one time. I know I have. A Ray's <laughs> mentioned it, so A Ray's mentioned it on my show or the wrap up show. But it's an account that just I can't stand. And even like I asked Steve, I said, "Do you know who this person is?" And he's like, "No," but I blocked him. And JT told me the same thing. I said, "I can't stand it. Whoever that is, I blocked him." Yeah, he gets under a lot of people's skin. But I, and over that time, I think I know who it is. Sounds like a but sounds it, like a Johnny Hopper. Just, 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 just um, quietly. Yeah, actually, it's not who I, that's not who I think it is. Um, I guess it could be. I barely know Johnny. I, I actually interviewed. I had him on the wrap up show when they first a few weeks ago, or maybe a month or so ago. You remember? Yeah, when yeah, they I remember. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I got him on the end of the wrap up show to gave him a chance to to give his side of it. But that's the only interaction I've had with Hopper. I don't think it's him. It's it's somebody else in the industry. I believe. Yeah. Hey, do you uh, remember the? Call? You guys remember the old Twitter account, Ping's Mustache, that used to talk shit? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure it's the same guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> is, is Ping's Mustache still going? I, I've literally... I've, no. I've seen screenshots no. on Vital about that, so... No, because and I believe, because the person that I believe is this, this other person also... The way we kind of figured it out is me and my guy, Mark, that used to be on the show, we were watching this Twitter account battle thing going on where Ping's mustache was talking shit. And then whoever the real person was accidentally posted from their real account. And oh. we went, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> we could figure it out by the way the conversation was going and we called him out and then instantly it was deleted. It was gone. Oh, geez. That's, I mean, to, that still blows my mind. That stuff that, that goes on. Like we haven't experienced any of that. Yet, it's only time. <laughs> yeah, touch wood. Um, but I mean, how do people have time to go and do that stuff? I mean, I, I don't even have. Yeah, I don't have time to do my own Twitter half that's, the time. That's right. Dude. I don't know how to work Twitter, dude. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick's Nick's like, dude, you need to do more, be more active on social media. I'm like, man, I have no time to be active on social media. Yeah. I need help with that. That's that's it, one of my downfalls. <laughs> 
it takes a lot of time, man. I do my personal Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and the shows, all of it. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do the yeah our show one, um, and then obviously my personal ones as well. And yeah, I just and even yeah. still, like the last couple of weeks, because I've got a a uh, charity boxing match that I'm contending in um, no. here in two weeks, and just been trying to pump that up, you know, promote it. We're we're doing it for a um, for men's mental health as well. It's a you know a big issue that um, we've you know some of us have been affected by, and or had people that have been affected by. So we're trying to do it for a cause and we've got a couple of good, um, some of the, the local talent and Australian talent sending through signed jerseys and stuff to auction, all this sort of stuff. So all that's going on and I'm like, man, I get home, do, you know, get, try and we only do one show a week and it's like try and get that stuff ready, try and promote that. And to be honest, I'm fighting in a ring. So I... I'm training twice a day to try to be fit enough to do this fight, even though it's it's it's. Um, I, I personally can't wait. It's gonna be, it's going to be great from sitting outside the ring with a beer watching. Yeah, it, cool. But... <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah, I'm sitting here with a black eye at the moment from sparring, and he's just laughing <laughs> oh. at me. Um, but it's. It, I mean, yeah, trying to fit it all in at the moment is is hectic. So, I mean, I'm, when you're telling me about your schedule, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling you right now. <laughs> Um, it's not easy, man, but it's I like doing it. No, that's for sure. Now, there's a couple more things I want to talk about about your show. Uh, I listened to to your MotoX pod, this this one. you got the new segment that you've been working on about the, that general conversation. Again, I'm, I'm a fan of that because yeah. you get to hear people's opinions on different topics. Um, and yours was about the, about the cuss words and, you know, <laughs> bad words. I mean, we're being pretty good at the moment, but when you get us going, um, oh, I, I'm a construction worker, so construction workers in Australia hear every second word is is the F one. Yeah. Um, so for me to tone myself down for this setting takes a lot. So, and yep. I'm, I'm with you with it though. Like, wh- who decided <laughs> that it was a bad word, and like, how does it continue to be that we have to follow the same thing? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Like even. Going off what you were saying, like there are certain words we say over here, and I've dropped them in America, yeah, and it was not good, dude. It was really not good. So, like, just little things like that was such a big difference from here to the US, sure. of course. Americans are very uptight, man, about language and sex and yeah, a lot of stuff. We're just super, super closed minded and closed off, man. And it's it's kind of I don't know. I don't really get it because I have a filthy mouth too, and I try really hard not to cuss on our show because I have had two in particular listeners reach out and say, "Hey, I listen. I like to listen to my kids. My kids enjoy your show. They enjoy the sport, but I can't do it when you're saying those words." And I, that you know. That I, I, one of our a guy that used to be on our show was like, "Well, screw it," and they can't listen. I'm like, "No, dude! Like, that's awesome that they want to do that. I'm certainly willing to do my best." Yeah. And a lot of times, if I do slip, I try to timestamp it and go back and fix it because, like, it's I, I, again. I don't think I think it's stupid that it's offensive to people, but 
I don't want to turn those people away if it is. I mean, that's their, you know, it's, I'd rather them listen and me have to deal with not liking the fact that they think the word's bad. It just is what it is. It's no big deal. Yeah. And I mean, the, the same when you, you know, we're talking about the sex stuff, you know, we, you know, you, Kiefer to you guys is like a, is like a unicorn the way he goes on oh, about yeah. <laughs> like for us, man, that's, that's a, co- like, that's a regular conversation that happens in, if for between mates in Australia, yeah. like it's just, we talk about that stuff so regularly and, and it blows our mind that you, like in America, you guys are like, can't talk about it. I'm like, we yeah, will, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's very strange. Even my chick, man, like, um, Amber, you know, that I've tried to get her to go on, come on the phone with me when Kiefer's asking questions or whatever, you know, and she's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I don't want to talk about that stuff. <laughs> so she's just kind of uptight about it. And when we had dinner with the Kiefer's at San Diego, I was like, listen, Kiefer's going to ask you questions. It just is the way it is. So just answer him or, or play along. It's no big deal. And she was, she was a good sport that night. Cause almost instantly Kiefer's like, Amber, do you call him dark side in bed? I can just imagine the, the look <laughs> just be like what if I'm he, like oh, I'm even like getting like Star Wars costumes like <laughs> <laughs> no, no I'm a huge Star Wars fan but that's where I draw the line man no dressing up no dressing up well we can't we can't go too much further into this podcast without talking about the pony it is if, if people don't know Dark Side has one of the best best ponies in in the sport of motocross and i think it's so and like i as i said we we sort of are able to sit back and look at a lot of things from a distance and it's because no dude in the sport has a pony so you're just like this this um, you know unicorn of of a person that everyone's like he has a pony he has a pony i'm like it's a ponytail who cares but it just seems like it's a massive thing for everyone that you have a ponytail well it 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 is an excessively long one um (laughs) how long how long is it it? well man i don't know right now but it's probably almost to my ass (laughs) Um, oh wow um when it when they started making a big deal out of it that was 2019 dallas because i remember the end of the race, we're all going to the elevators. Me, JT, Weed, Steve, trying to get in the elevator to go to the press conference. And they were all laughing. They're like, dark side. You know, and they started asking me about the ponytail. And Weed just said, yeah, we were sitting behind you. And we we're talking about, like, if there was a fire, we could rappel out of the stadium with it. <laughs> That's where it started. And it was really long. It was down to my ass. I think I cut off, like, 12 inches to donate that same year. Oh, yeah. Um, and then that same year, during the outdoors, is when we just used it as the word of the day, Dark Side's Pony. Yeah. At, at um, shit, uh, Hangtown. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's just, I guess everybody's impressed by it, because it's, it's, I'm not like a balding guy, like it's thick, full, full thick, full, full head of hair, and it's long, and, you know, Steve always makes fun of all the rubber bands and all that crap, and... Again, it's just something that's become a thing, and I'm running with it. Whatever, dude. If that's what it takes to have your your stamp on a on something, I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's yeah, it's given you sort of a bit of a niche, and that's what who you were. But when you were in studio a couple of weeks ago, were you actually prepared to cut it off? <laughs> there was a moment where Kiefer had beat me down enough that I was fine. <laughs> I, I was. I mean, go ahead. I was watching it on the YouTube, and I was like. 
it's it's gonna happen. I was like, <laughs> yeah. literally, we were talking about it on Discord. I was just like, holy shit, he's actually gonna cut it off, and then come back from the ad break, and they sort of steered away from. Him. I was like, whoo. <laughs> yeah, well, Heather saved me. Um, he had beaten me down enough, and he was like, I'll, I'll donate $200 to Killian Auberson or whatever the money the amount was. And I was like, how can I say no now? I'm yeah. a dick if I say no. And I was like, fine. And w- right before, whenever Heather came in, whether it was Kiefer After Dark or that last break, I don't remember. She's like, Chris, quit. Uh, what'd she say? She quit, said, quit uh, bullying him. You hate being bullied about stuff. Stop it. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? Hell yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I said, I'm not going to. Oh, so Heather saved me. Yeah, nice, nice. All right, well, we've got a couple more things here to go through with you, and then we'll, okay. let, we'll let you go to bed. It's it's late, and again, we do appreciate you, but yes. Nick here. It's 2 a.m. Oh, gee, mate. I'm we, so sorry, Dark Side. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I'm good, man. It's cool. I, I'll, I'm I'm just glad we got a chance to finally get this thing done. I'm, I'm excited. No, for sure. Well, Nick Nick here is going to uh, he's he's given me a piece of audio that he's going to uh, blow. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know what's coming, and I've it'll like speak for itself. Oh shit! All right, oh. on the bike. I just fucked up. Can't fucking believe I did that. <laughs> the, Brad, the Bradshaw bike incident. It's probably probably the other thing that you're most famous for mm. <laughs> is that audio. Um, just just explain to the to our listeners that probably are not as big a fan of pulp as what we are. Explain to them what happened the, the in that situation. That like, situation. Yeah. Ooh. All right. So backstory. Leading up, this this was November twenty third or twenty seventh of last year, two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, four or five months previous, I started having some nerve issues in my left arm. My hand was going numb, like all day, like literally for days and days and days. I was having all this pain in my in my elbow, like tendonitis, but my hand was going numb. Like when you hit your funny bone and it tingles, that was twenty four hours a day, yeah, with no strength. And about two weeks before this event, this fly event at Cycle Ranch, I started feeling better. So, dude, I'm riding. I'm riding as much as I can. I rode all day Saturday, which for me is insane because usually I ride for like an hour and I'm done. That's all I have. Sunday, I rode all day. And towards the end of the day, I'd gotten to be pretty good friends with Bradshaw over the weekend. I was like, man, I really want to ride that, that new Yamaha. And he's like, yeah, come get it whenever you want. So I did. So I got on Bradshaw's Yamaha, spent some laps, um, probably 15 minutes out on the big track, on the main track. And then I went over to what they call the night track. And I've rode this track a ton of times. I know the track fine, but at some point I lost track of where I was. <laughs> and there's a roller, man, or like a, a, a brake check. And it's probably a, it doesn't, you can't tell in the video, but it's probably eight foot drop to flat yeah and then there's a step up after it and i just launched that bastard (laughs) and i had time to go oh shit what did i do and you know if you listen to the whole video you hear me kind of rev the bike a little bit and everybody's like i don't know how you did it if you've been on the gas you've been fine i was on the gas yeah as soon as i hit my body collapsed both my hands came off the bar and i think part of it was my hand was starting to go numb again yeah 
I don't know, man. It, it's just one of those weird things. But my body hit the bar so hard that it broke my ribs, four ribs, and it it collapsed the lung. Um, wow! And you know, I went over the bars, and I remember thinking. Don't land on the collarbone because I just I broke my left collarbone twice. It's been like a year. Just don't break the collarbone again. And as soon as I hit the ground, I was like, oh, I didn't break the collarbone. Thank God. And I'm still rolling, thinking all this stuff. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, shit, I can't breathe. And I laid there. I bet the first minute and a half where you hear that the video of me sucking wind, I literally thought I'm going to die here. Yeah, it's a bad feeling. Yeah, there, there was nobody else on the track. Beside, there was a guy on the other end of the track, but nobody knew I was there. I was in a hole, and I I punctured two other lungs in over the last twenty years, and and never had it where I could not breathe. Yeah. It was always like I didn't even know I had a punctured lung the other two times until much later. And I'm laying there thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm dying. I, I am going to die. <laughs> and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And the GoPro, of course, was going the whole time. Yeah. And then some other people got there. When you hear me say the Bradshaw thing, that was probably 10 minutes later. I just cut the audio. Yes. But my buddy, Brian Fullerton from a Cherubis, He's a medic or a former medic. He was there pitted right next to me with the Cherubis. I was with X-Brand and I told somebody, go get Brian once I could breathe a little. And he came down there and that's when I think, I think that's when I said the Bradshaw thing. Cause that was definitely the first thing to go through my mind after I realized I wasn't going to die. Yeah. <laughs> was, Bradshaw's going to kill me. How, how damaged uh, was the bike? Uh, destroyed the radiator, the shroud, broke the um, triple the stock triple clamps, broke the bars, <laughs> bent the bars. Um, and it, this bike literally, this was on Sunday. The bike had, had never been ridden before Saturday. It was off the showroom, and the reality is, it wasn't even Damon's bike. It was yeah. the local WPS dealer borrowed it from a dealership, and the, that guy was going to buy the bike and he still, he did buy the bike. He still has it. Yeah. But you had to fix it. I, thought, I was going to say, I thought you might've ended up buying that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I definitely, he, uh, he want, you know, I had to pay for the, well, I ended up not having to pay for the parts thanks to industry people, but yeah, I was definitely had the money put aside to pay for everything. And I felt terrible, but I was definitely scared that Bradshaw was going to be pissed. <laughs> and yeah, I think that night, once I was in the hospital, the time frame's again a little off. You know, everything was happening fast. But Bob Lowry from WPS got a hold of me, and I think that night, yeah, that night Bradshaw talked to me from Bob Lowry's phone, and I was like, "Holy shit, Bradshaw's calling me!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was he was like, "No, nah, dude, I was just worried that you're okay. I'm glad you're fine. Heal up. No big deal." few days later he called me again on from his phone and checked on me and was cool but it it was i was i was a mess that first day it was it's it was so scary um i was worried about everybody being pissed off and yeah. i felt stupid but literally the first night while i'm in the hospital that's when i cut that audio and i'm like i'm embarrassed 
but Steve and everybody else is going to love this. This is this is gold. This is content. Yeah, yeah. and and that and that's yeah. the, and that's really why why I played it is because a little bit to to just just hang a little bit a little bit of crap on you. We couldn't go without sure. doing that. <laughs> but I mean, it's that thing. You put that out there. You could have kept that audio to yourself, and no one it would could have never seen the light of day. But the person that you are, you're all about you know wanting to have a laugh, and if it's at your own expense. Yeah. Hell, let's, let's just throw it out there, you know, and that's, you know, it's given us all a, a bit of gold and, you know, it's just one of those cool things that I, you know, I respect about, you know, your story and the way that you do things is that you, you can take a lot of crap and you can, it can a bit of a water off a duck's back, but if you want to have yeah. a laugh, you are happy to have a laugh at your own expense. Yeah, you know, the best thing about that whole thing, to me, it not it, I love that it's still living, like with you guys and Pulp Nation and all that, but we're almost a year away, a, a year out from it happening, and every time I see Damon, he's like, dude, every event I go to, somebody asks me about that. <laughs> like, forever, for the rest of eternity, I'm tied to Damon Bradshaw. And there could be worse people to be tied to, Damon yeah. freaking yeah. Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> It's so awesome. I love it. There's only there's only one beast from the east. So if I if I was yep. ever to be tied up with him, that'd yep. be uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Absolutely, it is. It's cool. I mean, I I I would have loved for that day to have gone differently, but you know, we got some good content, and and now I think I consider Damon a friend now too. So it's it's that, pretty cool. That's cool. You got anything else for Darkside, Nick? Um. Hmm, have got, you got have you got anything for us, Dark Side? Is there anything that you've ever wanted about Australia that we could probably either oh, put dude. to bed? <laughs> I definitely want to come visit. Um, you know, I, I, I've got some. Yeah. I've got some buddies. You guys know Moose? Yes. 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 He he used to take pictures of me when I was a. a amateur to you guys but in Australia we're junior is what we call it but he I've got photo frames of pictures he's taken of me so I know Moose where, where is Moose at the moment I think they live on the Gold Coast they are okay so they are still on the Gold Coast yeah is he yeah they're they're, they're vacationing somewhere I think because he, yeah. he messes with me almost every day he is a oh I love that guy he is the one of the best human beings from what I can tell and such a passion for the sport and yeah he i, I love that dude he's and he's, he sent me um tim tams i think yeah, it is yeah Ooh, those are good <laughs> well oh yeah like, like i was saying the other day i was planning on sending some over some vegemite and watching every watching, no, uh, no. watching uh, dark side and tj do a, uh, the old teaspoon vegemite channel no. on youtube so i might actually have to throw in some uh, some tim tams as well does that? Let me ask you something. I have some Vegemite that he sent me probably three or four months ago. It's never been opened. Does that stuff hold up? Yeah, it's good to go. <laughs> okay, that, that so, stuff gets better with age. <laughs> <laughs> I tried some probably a year or two ago and did not like it. Nah, but yeah. for you, Nick, we're going to do the taste test at some point. We're yes. going to do it on. So don't, I, don't don't do a teaspoon, man. <laughs> I just want to see what Scotty and TJ. It's just yeah, I reckon they'll be uh, pr- pretty funny to. I'll watch. probably put it on some toast or something. Yeah. I think that's what I was. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 there's a 
couple of different ones of us that do it. There's the the, 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 the thick smear where people love the taste of it. And then for us that don't mind it, put a little thin layer and it's not too bad. Yeah. The, the thicker it is, <laughs> it gets heavy. To <laughs> it's funny, like every time that I've ever gone to the US, I take the, uh, you know, like the little tube with the cap on it so it's like yeah. can't break my bag. And if I'm having breakfast over there and like get some toast or something and start spreading out, everyone in like the uh, in the uh, the kitchen or someone around the dining room will sort of like point and look over and go, oh, that, that, that's that Vegemite stuff. Or it, it's really funny some of the feedback you get from it. You must like Vegemite because yeah. I would be not be taking Vegemite with me. I'm Dude, not that big every a day, yeah. every day I'm on the Vegemite. No, nah. <laughs> nah. well, well, we'll do the taste test one of these shows when everybody's here just for you, Nick. But yeah, I'm not going to enjoy it, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you do want to come down, man, there's, there, we... So from where Moose is, we're like an hour away from there. So we're not that far. Man, we'd, we'd be more than happy to have you. Nick's 40 minutes from there again, uh, west. Um, man, we'd love to have you here in Australia and take you around a few of the spots and, um, you know, take you down the Gold Coast. I think that's one of the main attractions for an American to come over is go yeah. to the Gold Coast. That, that and AusX Open. We'll just we'll just all get on yeah. a plane and go down to Sydney and we'll just we'll nah, just Melbourne. smash Melbourne now. That's right. We'll all just fly down to Melbourne and just smash the media. <laughs> I like it. Well, have, we got to make that happen, man. It's just, you know, once we can get our budget right and try to do that, that's that's a goal for sure. Yeah. Um, I do what, what is scene like there right now what's the race scene like man i mean who's who's up and coming who you see being like the next big thing um there's a few guys a scene at the moment we've just um the promoter that has run the sport here for the last i think it was 17 17 years or something like that has just pulled out so like the mx sports for us here in australia has just pulled out um so it's Mm. gone in-house to ma which is our our ama to you guys um so it's just gone back in-house so we don't know what it's gonna look like in 21 we had no racing this year um we had no uh, australian championship so uh or supercross we had nothing uh we had a lot of state you know, state level stuff, but nothing, nothing in a national sense. Um, up and comers, I mean, Regan Duffy. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Uh, he, there's, there's been rumours that he could be going to Europe first. Um, a lot of our guys, because our Supercross scene isn't that big here in Australia, um, they all seem to go the GP route first because we do do a lot of motocross. Aaron's gonna go straight. Tanty, yeah. Tan- Aaron Tanty. I, I, yeah. Rumour is he's going back to you guys there in Australia, uh, in America this year and, and doing the the West Coast like he did um, this year. It feels, mm-hmm. it feels like a year ago. Yeah. He's probably one of the one of the talents for us, uh, Supercross-wise. I mean, over in Europe at the moment, um, you've got Evans and that sort of guy, yep. those sorts of guys, Mitch Crawford, Evans and yep. Crawford and that. But here in Australia, as I said, we haven't had any racing in 12 months, um, so it's it's kind of plateaued and we, we've... Yeah, for us doing shows, that's why we're doing a lot of American stuff at the moment because we have no sport to talk about in Australia. You know, it's it's um, sucks. sucks a little, but um, it's been announced that it's happening next year. We've got eight rounds, which is um, that's a pretty good season. Which for is us. pretty good. Yeah. We, we normally get ten rounds yeah. of motocross. Um, we so- we get eight, and it's it's happening in April. So. Just no locations, no dates, and nothing like that. Just that it's happening. It's eight rounds, and it starts in April. That's all we've got so far. Okay. The uh, 
the biggest difference like I found between the Australian and the American stuff is we struggle to get 40 riders on the line whereas in the pro motocross or supercross like dude you qualify all day and they're only going to take the the fastest 20 or the fastest 40 so you can almost yeah just uh, sign up for a national down here and line straight up so that's sort of the biggest difference I found between Australian and the American stuff we just don't have the riders or the sort of the, um, the following that it has in America so yeah, I can see that though. I mean, there's a lot less population, but yeah, man, yeah. At least, at least you guys got some racing coming though, and I hopefully things don't go insane here in the United States with our screwed up political system. And <laughs> hopefully, uh, the Supercross races that we are being told are scheduled actually come through. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a little nervous about it, but. As of right now, six races in Texas. I can't beat that. Oh, dude, that'd make it so much easier for you. But have they? I know they've come out with a bit of speculation. But are all the events going to have fans? Like, is it? Can you see that changing at all? Or you, you broke it up. Say that again. Yeah. So one of the uh, one of the things that I see on social media a lot always being questioned is whether the uh, the rounds over there are going to have fans attending. Do you, do you see them having yeah. full capacity or, or half capacity or? Um, okay. So I, I see out of politics a ton. Like I don't even follow it because I don't trust anybody. So I don't know what's exactly going on, but the things I'm hearing from, or first of all, from Feld are they're not going to race without fans. We know that. Yeah. Um, and right now it's up to each individual state or whatever, how they want to do capacity. But what I'm hearing is if Joe Biden gets into office officially, that he wants to put the entire country on a lockdown. <clears throat> My voice just broke. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, and that no events will have any fans whatsoever. He like This is all what I'm hearing. I don't know if there's any truth to this. But the fear is that he will try to put it on a lockdown for six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. And that could mean no Supercross if at worst case. So I don't know, dude. That's where I'm nervous. Um, you know, I went to Monster Jam in Dallas a few weeks ago. Feld invited me to go. And it was – shit, I don't even – it wasn't 50%. It was – 20% probably. Is it, is it the but, same? Like, is it the same? It, it, it'd just be different. Without fans, I, I can't imagine going to a Supercross without fans. It would just be, oh, like, I couldn't even... I, I, yeah, it would take... Like, it would take away a ton of the excitement for sure. Um, Supercross is a show and you need the fans for that, I think. So, yeah, I, I don't... Like, Monster Jam, I wasn't super into the Monster Jam thing anyway, but... I can't imagine being in that huge stadium with 10,000 people or or 5,000 or whatever was there. I have no idea. It was just bare. Like there was no lines at the concession stand. That's how bare it was. You know, (laughs) it's like, oh, this is super. Yeah, and, and it's funny you said like five to ten thousand. That's like a capacity for us here yeah. in Australia. <laughs> if we get ten, yeah. if we get ten thousand, dude, it's a big event. It's a big turnout. <laughs> like there might not even have been five thousand. I don't know. Like it was. I don't know what Cowboy Stadium holds, but it it was, it was empty, dead. It was dead. Yeah. No, yeah. No, that's the guy. Well, look. Darkside, we've taken up an hour of your time and we appreciate you giving us this time to come on our our little podcast here. Um, 
in Australia. Uh, give you a little bit, obviously, to plug your show and your social media and that. So where can people find you and listen to your stuff? Uh, yeah, so uh, at Moto X Pod Show on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at DarksideMX3 on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook, Jamie Guida, if you want to follow, if anybody does Facebook anymore. <laughs> uh, Moto X Pod Show has a Facebook page. I got rid of the website a little while ago because we never used it, but the show can be found on in iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere a podcast is found, just Moto X Pod Show. And then the wrap-up show is also in iTunes on Pulp Network pulpmx.com uh yeah so just check it out and i always tell people like i totally understand that the pulpmx wrap-up show is not for you yeah like if i didn't do the show i probably wouldn't listen to it yeah unless it became what i want to become where it's its own show and because i don't need to hear the same stuff again yeah but if you're not into it Download it anyway because it helps me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do that for you. I, I listen to the first little bit, and if it's not intriguing me, again, I yeah, I very much like you. Like I, I've listened to the main show, so I really don't need to. Yep. But again, when you get some cool guests on and it's good conversation, I'll listen to the whole thing. If it's a guy that I've heard the night before, or, you know, two nights before, I'm not really, sure. I'm not really that interested. But I do do download it for you to get those listens up. So my boy, uh, that's. Uh, but again, like I've I've gotten onto your show now. Uh, Trying to fit all these podcasts in a week is is getting heavy for yeah. us. But um, I mean, yeah. as I said, if you if you've heard you, your stuff on the wrap up show, go and listen to the Moto X Pod show. Like it's a it's a way different show, and and uh, you do a lot of your, your best work on there. So I want to drive some yeah, traffic. Good. Our little bit of traffic we have in Australia, I'd like to drive them over to listen to your stuff for sure. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Like, you know, we had Moseman on le- this last week and Jeremy Martin the week before. Um, I was probably not going to do like our actual show next week, but I do have Wes and Pike and um, my mind just blanked on the mechanic. The Weston and uh, um, one of the JGR mechanics is going to do a, a writing school in Houston, and I'm going to have both them on um, Tuesday night just to talk. Oh, Travis Sewell's. It's Travis Sewell's. Yeah. Or souls, so we're gonna have him on in Weston on just to talk about that school next week. But yeah, man, if you guys your listeners haven't ever listened to Moto X Pod show, we'd love you to give it a shot. Um, kind of bear with some of the audio issues here and there. We are still learning our system and trying to make it better. And we, we understand. It seems like every week I lose my. Yeah, well, I lost my temper a little bit last week when we were starting YouTube and. It didn't work, and I was pissed. Yeah, well, we're we're in the we're in the process. You go. Go ahead. I was—I don't think anybody saw me get mad, but I was mad. Yeah, yeah. We're we dealing with the same stuff. Nick's trying to set up our uh, live stream so we can start live streaming some of these shows as well, and yeah, it hasn't worked <laughs> we're, today. We're, we've done the across town dash, looking for uh, some cords and everything like that, and it still so, didn't work before we yeah. stuck because we were going to test run with you. Obviously, we can't see you or nothing, but just test run it while we're sitting in studio here, and it didn't work. And Nick just slammed his laptop shut before we started with you, and he's like, "I'm done." <laughs> so. <laughs> We feel you yeah. with that. <laughs> That's how I was last week. I switched laptops last week. I I put a better laptop over for the cameras. And what it what was happening when we went live is 
everything was echoing and being doubled. Yeah. Like everything we said, you know, if I said, Hey, I'm dark side, it'd go, I'm dark side, dark side, dark side, dark side, dark side, and just kept going. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And then finally, once I got done, I realized that my mic on the laptop was on along with the actual mics. So it was hearing ourselves. It was just looping, but it's just stupid shit like that every week, man, because my co-host TJ, he's the guy that learned how to do all this stuff. Like he figured out all the recording. He figured out as soon as Dune Goon did the cameras for pulp, Steve or TJ came in next week and said, I can do that. And he bought the stuff and we had the system. We got three cameras, multiple angles, picture in picture, adding the sponsors. He can do all that crap. But when he's not here and I have to do it myself for the new guy, Scotty's learning, it's it, it uh, something inevitably goes wrong yeah no that's that's, that's for sure i mean it wouldn't it wouldn't be uh audio equipment if it didn't have some sort of some sort of gremlin in it i mean the first yeah the first shows i did i recorded them did like a two-hour one-on-one podcast sat down listened back and the audio was hideous and i just yeah. i just did what i could to make it sound decent enough because i could not get the guests back in studio and i'm like yeah it, it this is it. This is all I got, you know. So I eventually found what it was and figured it out. But yeah, yeah sound sound issues are yeah. a thing in the podcast world. That's for sure. <laughs> it is, man. You know, we don't have anybody professional learning. Like I said, TJ learns it, and we're. I figured out something else last night just from T, the things TJ's taught me. I figured out an issue that we were having a little bit of an issue last night during the show. Were you guys watching on YouTube? At yeah, all yeah. Last night? I was, yeah. So, Marks texted me while Moseman was on and said, hey, Moseman's really low on YouTube. Mm. But on our recording software, he was like everybody else, same level. So, I was like, well, shit, if I turn him up, it's going to blow out the the sound. Like, it's going to peak too much. And that's what it did. I turned him up. And then I I realized after the show, when I started thinking about how it all works, I realized what it was so we can fix it next time. Um, The thing that I'm dealing with is I've been doing this live thing on Instagram, Instagram Live with riders and their wives or whatever Yep. that I love to do. And I want to record it through our software, but the Instagram Live is giving me a lot of feedback yeah, on I'm- the software. I remember the one you did, um, oh, what was it, two weeks ago? And, yeah, what you had a few issues to start off there. Yeah, so I have to run my cell phone with an auxiliary cord into the soundboard to record it. Well, as soon as that fucking auxiliary cord gets plugged in, it sounds like shit. And I don't, I don't know why. And, you know, that's the only way you can do Instagram Live is off a phone. You can't do it on a laptop. So, anyway, I don't know. We're trying to figure it out. And then when we test it later, when we're not actually doing the show, it sounds perfectly fine. <laughs> but as soon as I get the guest on, it sounds like shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's funny. So, I might actually reach out to TJ just because I have a couple <laughs> questions that he might be able to help me with. So, uh, if, nah, he he gets, if he gets a random uh, Aussie dude messaging him, just uh, let him know it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's racing for the sun, S O N, on on Instagram. That's the only thing he really does. Yep. But if you send him a DM, man, yeah, he he loves that shit. He'll help you out. Yes, yeah, sweet, cool, sweet. All right, Doc. So we're we're gonna wrap this up here. Um, again, appreciate you for coming on the show. Uh, hopefully, we can have you back on again here once Supercross hopefully rolls around in twenty one and um, have a bit of a bench race with us here about different things at the races that you get to see that we unfortunately can't see. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're open to that, we'd love to have you back on in the future. 
Yeah, you better. I'm I'm down. Let's do it. Done deal. All right, thanks, Darkside. We'll uh we'll talk to you on the next one, hey? All right, you guys have a good uh good evening, I guess, in Australia, and I'm going to bed. Cool. <laughs> thanks, mate. See you, buddy. All right, see ya. Right. That's Darkside, everybody. Appreciate him for coming on the show. Uh, 2 a.m. over there, Nick, in America. He's, Dude, just lives for him. Yeah, he like. does. He, his story's cool and, you know, getting to know his story a lot and, you know, having him on the show, like, I just, I, what I'm trying to do is is very similar to what he's done and um, I'm glad now we've made the connection because I really want to pick his brains about <laughs> a lot of a lot of this stuff he'll coming have, up. Uh, he'll have two Aussies annoying him now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, Dark Side. Um, all right, well that that wraps that up. Um, one thing I didn't we didn't really chat to Dark Side about is is obviously the news that come out this week, JGR, shut the doors, officially done. Um, what a what a disappointment, first <laughs> off. Like it's it sucks, man. Like that that team had the potential to do everything right. They never had the success. They never, they didn't get the luck. I feel like it was more yeah. luck for those guys. Yeah. Like they just seemed to always fall into, especially this year. Yeah. <laughs> this this year's been the year of shit luck for JGR. But and the the major thing I I sort of I, I look at is Joe Gibbs Racing. So they are the biggest name in in NASCAR in mm. in, in IndyCar racing in the United States. The fact they can't line up a sponsor for a Supercross team, like, it's not a big as connection as we thought it once was. No. Like, is it... Is it the sports not appealing to them sponsors, or it's just yeah, I don't know. It's just such a such a big disappointment to all their guys. So. Yeah, and I mean, it's been talked about like the appeal for you know sort of sponsoring Supercross motocross isn't there. Um, from what I've heard though, it sounds like it was more of a Suzuki thing more than it was. Yeah, apparent, sponsor. Apparently, the uh, the sponsor was all lined up; it was mm. ready to go ahead, mm. but. I don't know, maybe if Suzuki pulled the funding, I'm not real sure. They're having awesome success in MotoGP at the moment, so I'm <laughs> yeah, they're confused all their money. that's what's going on there. But Put all their money into MotoGP. I, I mean, for me, it's just weird that no other, uh, no other OEM, like, everyone knows... Yeah, you know, it's not a secret that JGR had an issue with Suzuki at the start of this year. Yeah, um, I'm sure it was out there that they were having issues with Suzuki this year. Um why did no other like I mean I understand the budgets and that sort of stuff but like JGR are funding a lot of it they got to spot like you're not going to have to it's just literally pro- bikes and product I, I mean. would have really seen Gas Gas going to the Joe Gibbs program mm-hmm. but I don't it, I don't know if it was overlooked or yeah, but it's okay where do you see Alex Martin going <laughs> There, there is nowhere. No, but, I mean, if Inc. hasn't dried on Joe Shimoda's contract. But, I mean, again, Alex Martin is not... I'm troll train guy. I like him. Not a supercross guy. No, that's exactly right. You know, so it, it, when it comes to outdoors, he could find a ride, you know, pretty easily. He's one of one of the contenders for an outdoor championship um, on some good equipment. It, Le- yeah. Like, literally, it's almost getting to the stage now where they've got a take a gamble on themselves, get their own mm. program, go out there on their bike and sort of just hope to slip into a, uh, a fill-in ride when yeah. someone gets injured. So, yeah, it's just there is that much talent out there that has not got a secured seat. It's it, thrown the sport into just chaos. The biggest thing, though, that I think with Martin is that he came from 
a B-level team. Yep. He came from a privateer, got into a B-level team, got into the factories. I mean, he probably doesn't want to step back down, but if there's any guy that knows what it takes to get back onto a factory bike or get to a factory bike, it'd be Alex Martin. So if he takes a step back, goes to a B-level team, resets himself, gets enough of a, you know, enough backing to get himself, like, Dude, one of these guys is bound to go down, as bad as that sounds. Yep. He's straight in a ride and he's away again. Can you can you see Alex jumping on a 450? Dude, he's a small dude. He's uh, super cross. Yeah, but there, I, I just feel like the... Uh to get no- like Steve Mathis says it a lot, like to get mm. notice is take a gamble on yourself, go yeah, to that yeah. 450 class. So it's and, and like this goes back to Joey Savacci as well. Um, Team Tedder, maybe. Yeah. Or, or, or Rocky Mountain KTM. If yeah. uh, if if either of them don't fall for him, dude, there's some uh, some rough days ahead for my boy. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna be interesting to see how that all shakes down. It's you know one of the the biggest news stories that has broken in the industry this week, and um, I mean it sucks, but you know especially have two go out, Geico and now JGR in one year. Um, it's it's been a shit year. Let's uh, let's hope when that calendar flips, January one, twenty twenty one, things are a lot lot better. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, I mean, if you listen to the chat there with Darkside just before about the whole politics in America, things could go sideways here quick. So Yeah, I've, I've heard that from a few people right mm. now that it's... Uh, but... Uh, I, I don't... Yeah, like... <laughs> We're not getting into that. No, I, I can't. But, but like he said, Feld cannot run Supercross without fans. No, so it's not happening. They will pull the pin before yeah. it gets to that stage. And if that happens, dude, I'm... Yeah. I'm fucking done. Yeah. I'm finished. <laughs> we, hey, we, we could have sport here in Australia. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, let's... A couple more things I want to get through before we wrap this one up. This one's been a, a nice long show, which is which is great. Um, having a lot of content in this downtime is has been a, been a good thing. Uh, and again, I do thank you, uh, Nick, for putting all that together for us for sure. I did during the week. I um, recorded this, so we're going to put this on this part of the show here. Um, called up... T- the guillotine boxing club uh ty who's putting together the the fight that we uh that Lockie Latter- Latimer sorry, and myself are, are competing in. We're doing it for men's mental health. If you've been following the social media, um, we're, we're getting some cool memorabilia from some of these uh, local Australian guys. We've got um, yeah, Brayton and Osby sending, them, sending us some stuff from the US. Uh, we appreciate everyone who's pitched in so far. There's still a few more that we're waiting on answers for or to try and get yeah. us some stuff. Uh, it's, it's awesome to see the response uh, from people. Uh, and they're all very much uh, backing us in, saying, "Hey, this is a, a good cause. What you guys are doing." And um, again, it was it was a pipe dream for me. I'm like, I want to do it for a reason, uh, and we did that. So anyway, I rang up uh, Ty. I had a bit of a catch up with him. Uh, I got Lockie on the phone. A little bit of trash talk, but we kept it pretty civil because we are trying to put all these pieces together for everyone as well on the night. And uh, and then I also got Jai Walker on as well. So listen to this and we'll be back straight after. Alrighty, guys. And joining me on the phone here from Guillotine Boxing Club, it is the uh, the owner and the trainer up there, the promoter of our fight that we've got coming up, pound for pound 36. It's Ty Gilchrist, mate. What is going on? 
Hey, Trent, how are you, mate? I'm good. That's the way, mate. Hey, just thought I'd touch base with you. We're, what, uh, two, two and a bit weeks out, two weeks out from, from fight night? Yeah. yeah, two and a half weeks out, mate. Um, so we're at the gym now. Actually, everyone's training. Um, gym's pumping. So, yeah, might be, um, I don't know if you can hear me all good, but, yeah, gym's pumping. Everyone's getting ready. That's a go, mate. I thought I'd touch base with you, especially tonight. you got all the boys in there. We're going to get a couple of the other fighters um, that if you haven't seen uh, that are fighting, uh, we're going to announce them too. Some motocross young up-and-coming motocross riders are going to be fighting at this event as well. Uh, so want to get them on and have a chat. But how's everything going prep-wise for you, Ty, getting the, the show ready to go, everything on track? Yeah, that show's coming along really good. Um, still got a couple of guys to match up. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that's not, not a problem. Um, hopefully, you know, we've got um, two and a half weeks out now. So I'm still waiting to hear back from a couple of clubs just to finalise the matchups. Um, but as for the training, the training's going awesome. Like the boys have been, I've been, there's no motocross at the moment. So on the weekends, I've been taking them to other gyms for sparring. Um, and, yeah, like it's ramping up really, really good at the moment. The training. To, trying to put the uh, scare the fear to fear into me a little bit there, mate, by telling me that my uh, my oh, yeah. my partner in crime up there is uh, getting the extra training in, which is uh, good for him. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna need it. There's a bit of trash talk for everyone. Oh yeah, uh, um, yeah. yeah. No, he's here now. He's upstairs. Um, you've been to my gym here. He's upstairs sweating it out up in the little sauna room up there, um, hitting the bag. So trying to um, trying to drop yeah. more weight for me to try and catch you, mate. Try to drop <laughs> I think more so. Weight. <laughs> I heard I heard that you're um you're going good with your mate your weight. You're just gonna um you're just gonna keep training hard and, and keep um keep you know dieting and stay on the straight and narrow and you think you might get a bit lower, do you? Yeah, I think so. I mean I weighed in this morning's the lightest I've weighed in and I was eighty four point three. Uh yep. so I'm only you know, one point three off the weight that you yep. wanted me to be at. Um I'm trying to make it as fair as possible. You know, I know that Lockie walks around comfortably at eighty, eighty one. I want to try and get as close as I can to that at weigh-in. Um, just, yeah. a, just a goal for myself, you know, personally. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, yeah. Well, you don't of, want to just make the weight and say, oh, and then, like, you know, stop stop all your hard work. Just, yeah, keep nah, keep, keep going hard and just see what see what you, what you get to. Definitely. I mean, I, and even the last couple of weeks, man, I've been, uh, like, <laughs> I've had a couple of runs that I've, you know, I've been do, I do a very similar loop every morning when I get up and I've started shaving yep. time off and I'm like, all right, now I know I'm hitting you know, my fitness is starting to get there and yeah. uh, rounds. So you back. do the same the same loop in the mornings? Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, time that as well? Do you? Yeah, time it. It's a 7.4K run. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, trying to think of the elevation. There's a little bit of up and down hills in it. Um, yeah. And getting quicker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, the last... The last Two weeks of you know last this week especially I mean I went I went away for the weekend and re re uh, recharged the batteries a little bit I, I did a little yep. bit of training but I, I had a little bit of time off and I think hey boys you're right was a sorry mate I just got some boys firing that's all right uh, it was a good thing for me you know I, I um yeah just needed to reset a bit got on the beach did a big run on the mm-hmm. beach which kind of I think helps as well you know that that beach running yep. does a little bit for you so I mean I, I'm excited. 
Have you been to um, that gym that I told you to go to to get some sparring? Have you been doing any sparring yet? <laughs> no, not yet. I, I got it. I do have to make contact. I've been super busy. I mean, this show yep. at the moment is is going gangbusters. We've got um, a lot coming for this. Okay. Um, at the same time, just personally, I've, I've had a lot on uh, work-wise. Yep. So, I mean, to fit yep. this in this afternoon with you guys, I've had to move some stuff around just to fit it in. So, uh, yeah, I'm right. trying to get there and, and make it. Yep. I, I know I'm running out of time quickly, but... <laughs> Hey, uh, yeah, you got to get some rounds in, mate. Uh, it's not not long to go. No, nah, no, nah, I'll uh, I'll make it happen, mate. Don't worry. I like the deep end. I'll I'll swim, yep. but uh, I've got to reach okay. out. It's a phone call I do have to make this week. I've made a couple today uh, that I needed to, so it's it's oh, one yeah. it's one that I, I've got on the list to to make happen. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll get I, it. I see in. some of the some of the um, memorabilia stuff starting to come on board. L- looks pretty cool. Yeah, man, heaps uh, heaps of guys have sort of committed stuff. We've only announced a, a few of them. Uh, um, yep. Today is Tuesday. I'm talking to you. Uh, this podcast is probably going to come out next Monday, so it's it's a, probably going to be a week delay. Um, but it's uh, yeah, we've got Caleb Barham's just committed a jersey and just sent me a picture. Dylan Long and Jackson Richardson um, got a. Uh, rumours got a couple of US guys um, and a couple more Australian big name Australian dudes wanting to not just jerseys there was talk of potentially a helmet coming up for auction from a, yeah. from a big rider so if that comes off man we, oh, that's cool. it, it's going to be cool so hopefully everyone can get around it and um, you know as I said we're fine boys have a rest Lockie and I are really uh Really want to do this for for a reason, and we we've, we've both either been affected or had know someone has been affected by it. So we're making it. Yeah. Happen. Well, that's it too. Like, um, yeah, it's awesome to raise money um, for these charities and things like that. But uh, you know, it's, I think it's equally, if not um, more, like just raising awareness for it and, and getting it out there and getting people aware and um, things like that is is you know. Yeah, just as good, if not better. Um, I got young Charlie Hall fighting on our show as well, and he's um, anti-bully ambassador. He's only thirteen years old, and yeah, um, you know he suffered from a bit of bullying, and and now he, he gets around all the fight shows and he fights some of the pros, and he, he just spreads the awareness, you know. So yeah, um, yeah we can get people behind this, um, whether it be obviously you know get on the the eBay auctions, which will be awesome, but just you know spreading that awareness as well for for mental men's mental health. Yeah, for sure, that's. That's it. I mean, ultimately, I'm, I'm trying to trying to get some shorts made up, which I'm gonna kind of leave a secret. If I can get them made, that'll be pretty cool. But um, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, man, I, I appreciate you putting this together for us. Where uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know, working in with your show and you, you're allowing yeah. us to, to promote this, which is which is awesome. And um, yeah, it's been a hell of a lot of work so far, but uh, it'll all pay off uh, come November 28th. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. Um, hang on, sorry, one sec. That's all right. R- running up, getting the boys. Okay, I got your opponent on the phone. You got any words to say to him? <laughs> Rabbit food. <laughs> What's going on, meat pie, mate? Getting them, yeah. getting them in yeah. here, what? Hang on. Down here. Uh, too much hard work going up here. Oh, come on, mate. I've had... Dude, this is going to give me time to have a break. Hey, yeah. Hey, don't be too long, mate. I don't need you back in the... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Not only new time, give me a break. Yeah, you need it, mate. You need it. What's going on, mate? How's everything going with your prep? Nah, nah it's all going good, man. It's uh, It's been good. Bloody staying on weight good. And everything's... uh. Staying on, staying on key. So, feeling good. Getting ready, more and more ready. 
each and every day for that big bout November 28th, mate. What about you? Mate, I, I'm getting there. Um, as we, we had a bit of a discussion, we were a bit polite to each other the other day. We've we obviously got some stuff going on in the background, so we've got to be nice at some point. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, it, for me, it's just more the weight thing. I've really been trying to get the weight down and spending a lot of time, technique on the bag and stuff like that. I don't have the luxury like you do up there of having the, the full gym Come set up on, with the boys, but uh, trying to line up. You know, I was talking to Ty then, trying to line up uh, a gym down here he's helped me out with, uh, try and get in and do some spa sessions with them. I just got to get in touch. So other than that, yeah. mate, for me, it's just uh, yeah, working on... Uh, Working Sorry, on. Sorry, mate. I just missed that last little bit. Some dude was doing a burnout. Quite here. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, you, you've gone to a gym. Yeah, I got to a gym there with uh, a couple of the boys uh, from down here. Ty hooked it up, so I just got to I got to make contact. So that'll get my sparring yeah. in. But as I said, I've uh, yeah, you, you've seen I've seen uh, some of my posts, mate. I'm I'm really working hard. I want to get down, mate. This as fair as I can with the weight. So. Where? Yeah, you said on your uh, on your last podcast you want to get eighty one. You reckon you reckon got it in you? Mate, I I yeah, potentially. I like I'm hovering at the 84, 85 mark now where I was hovering at 88, 89 at the start. So I know if I can get down and hover around the 82, 83, I can cut that two kilos off in the day and make the weigh-in look more spectacular. Um, yep. But I've got to chase something, mate. If I get to 83 easily, it's not going to uh, – uh, I'll let the foot off and we don't want that. <laughs> don't want to be, buddy, letting off the gas just yet, mate. We've still got a few weeks out. That's right. Buddy, how, how good is it, bud, all the boys getting behind us on this uh – on this charity thing on some donations sick isn't it for sure I mean I just spoke to Ty about that um, before you came on and that's what I said you know we've had you know Dylan Long and, and Jats Richardson and I just got a picture from Caleb Barham today yeah. um, with his jersey he was actually the pictures taken at the post office so yeah he um, sent me the same one so yeah. he's, he's, he's in which is good yeah which is good and, uh, and you know as I said we've, uh, we've been talking in the background and you've got some stuff coming and hopefully it all pays off and it's going to be a lot of cool stuff for people that, um, you know, if you're big fans of the sport, um, you can get your hands on uh, and, you know, potentially at the same time we can we can raise some awareness and as Ty said previous to you, you know, it's all good we raising funds and, and trying to support it, but even just the awareness that this is bringing out, you know, um, you know, for people to, to to talk about it and to mention it, and that was, you know, kind it of just the being other a topic of conversation for some people is always good. You know, it, it's like we said in the last last chat we had. You know, it's just something that doesn't that needs being talked about more of, and so I mean, just getting it out there and having another platform for it to be just talked upon. Yeah, it's, um, it's good in itself, and yeah, like so I mean, the boys being able to get behind us with um with uh you know some cool memorabilia like you know this stuff's you know it's actual stuff they've worn and raced yeah. in, so you know it's. It's legit stuff, and yeah, yeah we got the photo evidence of them signing it and all, you know. So yeah. it's some real cool one-off pieces that people will be able to get their hands on, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and as as we've said, you know, these guys don't give out this stuff too too easily. So for them to be jumping on no. board, you know, and and supporting us, you know, as we said at the start, just two two hacks trying to trying to make something, <laughs> but it's as I said, it, it's a bigger than just us, you know. We're 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 just a, a component in trying to make make the awareness That's there. Good. 
that's it. Nah, it's, it's going to be good. I'm getting, um, I know I'm getting excited for it for all the reasons, you know, for having so many people get on board with it. But, you know, the fight itself, it's something I've been looking forward to. And, you know, like for me, it's been 10 years since I've got to have a, you know, step in a boxing ring and actually have a fight. So I was only a 13 year old kid. So a lot's changed since then, but I'm excited for that and the whole, whole mate, ordeal and the whole process. Look, he's got to get back to training, mate. You boys can't nah, be too friendly. No, nah, no, nah, me, me and, me and Trent are just having a good chat. We're good for another half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let him off the pedal, mate. I don't need. He doesn't need to get any fitter. All right, mate. I'll uh, I'll chat to you later. Uh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, mate. Hey, I see your tactic there, mate. Trying to hold me fired up. Trying to hold him up, mate. Trying to hold him up. Yeah. Hey, he's holding me up. I have to do the podcast. Nah, look. Yeah, true. So, what, what are you just gonna? Um, you got your little gym at your joint, is that right? You're gonna train at your. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 yeah. I've got my setup yep. at home. I mean, I had my own studio for for a few years, and I mean, I got rid of a oh, lot yeah. of stuff, but I still, you know, had what I need to to get it done. And I mean, yeah, you know, you just just got to look at the scales. I've been able to do it, and that's without <laughs> going to a gym. I probably proper gym but um yeah yeah uh yeah, yeah i said the only thing is aspiring now so we'll make that yep. happen here in the next couple of weeks and yep. really uh really give, push it home yeah definitely give lou a call he's expecting you know, i've mentioned a couple of times that you need some rounds and um yeah yeah don't hesitate to go see him he'll look after you well this might that might happen straight after this podcast which yep. meaning uh moving on from that um two of your fighters you got going on the card as well two motocross races that are doing the transition over for this much like Lockie, uh, you got Jai Walker yep. and Kobe Drew. Uh, we know Jai's there in the gym at the moment. Hopefully, he's not doing too much, and we might uh, try and get him on a eh, and have a chat to him about. Yeah, I'll round up. Um, yeah, that's right. Those boys just, you know, obviously they come to me for fitness and a bit of motocross conditioning. Um, now yeah, most people come to me just for a bit of fitness, but um, because we're a boxing club, we train them up, we teach them the right way, and um, before you know it, um, I'm saying, you know, let's get ready, <laughs> let's have a fight. Yeah, it's come a good time. Like the boys um, have been coming to me for a while, so they're learning proper boxing. Yeah, and there's no motocross on, so you know, why not jump yeah. in, have a crack? That's right. And we we sort of said that on the the show when you were in, you know. Like, these guys don't have anything to train for right now, so it keeps them kind of mm. motivated and, and keeps, keeps them... Keeps them honest, yeah. Yeah, keeps them on the net, you know, and, yeah, as we said, if, if Lockie wins next year, it's all going to be, you know, my my doing, mate. I kept him in off-season exactly. when everyone left the, let the pedal off. I kept him to yep. the grindstone, so, um, yep. no, it's definitely, definitely a good thing for yep. these guys. Joy's coming down now. You want to have a word to Joy? Yeah, mate. We'll get him on and have a chat to him about his. Uh, his. This is his first, isn't it? Yeah, first fight. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Excellent. All right. Hey, mate. How you doing? Good, Joy, mate. Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, get you on. First fight for you coming up, November twenty eighth. Same card that I'm on. Uh, how are you feeling about you know potentially? Well, you are stepping into the ring and and competing in your first ever uh, amateur fight. Um, I'm nervous, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> we went to another gym the other day just to get my nerves down and just to uh, get it out of the way and done with. Like, my first, like, going to a different gym and having a little spa. Yep. I done... I was nervous and I sort of um, struggled with nerves because when, when I'm really nervous, I tighten up real. Yeah. And that's what Ty wanted to get out of me before the fight on the 28th. And then um, 
but the fitness side of things, I reckon I got that dialed pat because I've been training for motocross all year, so yeah, I've got that fitness down. But it's just the technique, the style that I need to work on a little bit more, and the defense. And I reckon I should be pretty up there. Yeah, that's the go, mate. That's the go. So everything's sort of coming together for you. Um, what was take us through the decision to actually do the fight? Like, obviously, Ty come to you and and sort of said, "Hey, what do you think?" You know, what was the first thing that went through your head when he said, "Hey, do you want to?" jump on this fight card uh, I said um, the first decision was like at the start of this year and I didn't really think of it till uh, I didn't really think of it till a couple months ago and then Ty's like oh you still want to do this fight I'm like what and I'm like yeah well it's it's for fun it's like something different and yeah. I, I love fighting it's yeah. well something I wanted to do as, as a young fella but I got into motocross but um, I just love getting hit like I don't know <laughs> What much people do, but I love getting hit. It's one of my things, and I think getting hit is the fun bit, not yeah. actually punching people. Yeah. So, um, and um, me and Ty had a talk about it, and we made the decision probably about yeah about two months ago, and I've just been working on it since and trying to get my technique up back to normal because I sort of stopped sparring um, while Queensland's and um, that Rocky yeah. Razor was on and stuff like that. So yeah. I sort of stopped, and then. I'm slowly starting to get back into it now and um, going to other gyms, sparring, and I've sort of laid off the motocross for a little bit. So um, I'm waiting. Um, I've got exciting news, but I'm not allowed to spill yet, but um, it's in the process of um, spilling soon. So Oh, there's a go. Look at that teaser. You'll have to release it on our show, mate. You, yeah, utilize sure. <laughs> Utilise our show for that. Um, for, for you, weight-wise, like I've, I've had to do a pretty big weight cut. What about you for weight? Like are you sort of at the fight weight you need to be at or do you need to cut any? No, I'm actually I'm actually going up weight at the moment and about I was at 66 a month ago and I'm actually 68 and I'm still climbing so at the end of it I'm probably going to have to start cutting soon so <laughs> I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing all the um, running and stuff but I sort of went on a junk diet yeah and that, like after motocross and now I'm sort of getting back into eating good and I'm actually putting on weight and gaining weight so it's, and it's probably that time of age and year where I actually do put on weight and not like cut it and stay the same so I bet I stayed 65 kilos for the last like two years straight so <laughs> it's about time I've actually put on a little bit <laughs> yeah especially you riding a 450 mate uh, being that I'm, weight yeah and I'm fighting at 65 kilos so oh yeah I've not at the moment, I've actually got my fighter in the gym now, sparring on another partner just so we can iron them out and figure them out. So, oh, all right, you got some inside inside uh, knowledge yeah. there. That's good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's good. Well, hopefully, uh, you go into a different gym there on the weekend. Give you a bit of credit for when I come up there and sparred. We we're just off the couch and had and hadn't sparred in ages and rooked straight into your gym, straight in and <laughs> had to have a go. But um, look, mate, appreciate your time coming on the show. I wanted to yeah, obviously yeah. announce. So you're fighting, you know, you're one of the one of the up and coming talents. We're we're definitely gonna have to get you in studio here soon as well and, and get a podcast yeah, with sure. you. Um and uh what's going on with your career and everything like that. And yeah. hopefully the yeah. big the big news with all that ties in with it. We might make that That's happen. It. Yeah, sure. well, after this fight, um, well, the fight's in a couple of weeks now. It's mm. coming quicker and quicker every time I open my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, but, man. Yeah, after that, 
we've um we've done that we signed a deal but it's just a matter of now announcing it and getting bikes and stuff like that so i can't announce it until i have the bikes and i have to get flown to p- places and all sorts so all right you go. It's, it's, yeah don't yeah, let the cat like, out of the bag mate you keep that yeah, but nah. there's a good teaser for for the listeners out there if you're a joe walker fan there's some big news coming down the pipeline and which is uh which is good i mean talk about your season this year you know you've had you've had probably one of the breakout seasons of your you know your young career um you know you you highly touted junior rider and sort of stepped into seniors and you had a good year last year but i think this year was where you really hit your uh hit your stride even though we didn't get to do that much racing but at a state level man you you really turned it on so um, that's it yeah hopefully yeah, and some sort of work I've worked on staying consistent this year, but I've made a little bit of mistakes, which caused me a big position, like uh, at King of Capricorn. I made that silly mistake winning it, and that yeah. caused me like a big prize. But we're definitely up and coming, and we're definitely learning uh, the process at the same time. So yeah, we're learning. We're still we're still young, and we're still keen. And, and we're just really hung, hungry for it. So mm. hopefully next year's a good year and um, we'll get into it, eh? Yeah, for sure. All right, mate, I'll let you get back into it. Uh, hopefully Ty's back Too around. We'll, uh, we'll finish off with him and uh, see if uh, Kobe wants to come on or not. But uh, do yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah. your time. Uh, I, I think he's sparring at the moment. Uh, so. I can't get him on. All right, we'll tie back on. Yeah, put put him back on and I'll, um, man, we'll, we'll see you November 28. Yeah, easy done. Too easy. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Lightning fast. Hey, Trent. Done deal, mate. Thank you for your time. Thank you for letting us. Keep going, boys. Last round. <laughs> letting us in the insight. All good, mate. You're running the, running the ship up there. i got to get off here now, too. I need to go do my training. And actually, I made that phone call to, to Lou before I go. Um, yeah. But everybody, if you haven't got your tickets yet, I said we're recording this Tuesday. It's not going to come out till next Wednesday, but there's still tickets yep. available, tickets at the door. Yeah, uh, there's still um, there's only a handful of VIP tables left. So if anyone yep. wants, wants to snap all them up, um, contact me. Um, but, yeah, all general admission, we won't sell out. We've got a massive space here in the car park. So all general admission, they can just rock up on the night and get those for sure. Yeah, and as we discussed, the weigh-ins are going to be streamed, aren't they? Yeah, we're going to live stream the weigh-in so they can find that on my Guillotine Boxing Facebook page. Yep. That'll be 2 p.m. on the Saturday, the, the day of the fights. Yeah, yeah. And and make sure you guys get around it. If you don't get up there, try and get involved in some way, but it, it'll be a cool event. Um, if you haven't been to a boxing event before, make this one your first one. They're always a always a show. Ty's put a lot of effort into it. Uh, and as I said, if, you, if you're not a big fan of me, come up. You might see me get my head beat in. Highly doubt it. <laughs> But uh, look, there's there's plenty of stuff going on, and and as I said, the, the the correlation between the two, you know, having a couple of motocross boys involved with this show as well, uh, really really just ties the two things together. And um, as I said, we, we're also doing it for for a, uh, a good cause, uh, you know, Lockie and I fight. So get around it, uh, November 28, uh, 24 Aerodrome Road, uh, there at Kabucha. Um, and uh, yeah, as I said, weigh-ins will be streamed live. Do you have many people come and check out the weigh-ins? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's at the um, the Caboolture Sundown, a pub just um, across the road from our gym. Yeah. Um, so we drum it up, you know. There'll be plenty of media there taking photos and, and whatnot, and all their supporters come. So, yeah, um, yeah we try to... Um, you know, give everyone the taste of what it feels like to be a professional fighter on our cards. You know, yeah, we do cool. it. Do- 
the best we can. So, um, yeah, the weigh-in is something to see just in itself. And yeah. um, I'm sure you can't wait to get your shirt off, mate, after all this training. Uh, anyway. You sent me a message the other day, like, you want to find a signal? I'm like, hell no, dude. I've been working so hard on this. These abs, <laughs> my abs are back, and I haven't seen them in a few months. So, um, I mean, I'm shirt off. I'm, yeah. yeah, mate, I'm down get the it, beach. Get, get a tan as well. Mate, I was down the beach. I you probably can't see where we're, we're FaceTiming at the moment, but my shoulders are red, mate. I was on the beach, shirt off, trying to get the tan going. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, you'll look the part anyway. Yeah, if I can't, if I, yeah, it's like racing, mate. You gotta, gotta look good to go good. So, that's my my plan of attack so far. But, um, mate, appreciate your time today. Um, as I said, just wanted to get in touch with you, see how everything's going. Um, and obviously, chat to the boys was good. Uh, we we're going to try and get Kobe on, but he's in there sparring, so we're not going to interrupt that. But, um, yeah. hey, we'll, uh, we'll uh, touch base again just before the fight, I think. And as I said, we're trying to plan some stuff for this podcast while we're up there for the show and things like that. So um, everyone keep tuned. And, and uh, the other thing is we're going to have a lot more announcements of, of stuff to come down the pipeline with donations yeah. for, the, for the auction. Definitely, and um, if people do make it on the night, I'm going to definitely do a live auction maybe straight after your fight. Yep. Um, of whatever we can get. Um, yeah, I'm sure we're going to get something pretty cool, but, yeah, we'll live auction that in the ring. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll get some girls parading it around and um, see if we can raise some money on the night as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, Ty, thanks for your time, mate, and we'll uh, we'll chat again real soon, eh? All right, cheers, Trent. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. So there you have it. Thank you to Ty and Lockie and Jaya for giving me the uh, giving me the time there. They were training in the gym when I rang them. It was probably that, well, Ty said the easiest way to get them all at one time is while they're <laughs> here at the gym. Um, so bit of background noise there. We I do apologize for that. But, hey, it, we, we got in. We got the conversation with them. It was, it was good to hear, you know, from Lockie. As he said, we've got some guys that are, you know, donated stuff and we appreciate everyone for for putting that up and then the the ebay auctions will go live um probably either on the night because they go for seven days um and then we'll announce it after the that week or um, potentially the week before we haven't really discussed that we're still waiting on a few things so we'll, um, we'll so get yeah. to that just touching base on it again um, massive shout out to Cade Clayson and Justin Rodbell from um, all the way from over in America they've uh, jumped on and are going to donate a fair bit of stuff so it should be on its way over here so as soon as we get it on we'll uh, get some photos on social media but big shout out to them guys it's a yeah. huge help so that's a new one as I said the, that recording there was done on Tuesday so a little bit has happened between uh, that recording and and when we're actually sitting here putting this podcast together right now. Um, so again, massive thanks to those guys. Uh, again, since that interview, I hadn't done any sparring as I told Ty, and I've I've done that now. Jai flirted there with the uh, announcement of who he's riding for next year. So hopefully we get that bit of news as well. We're getting our own silly season. Where <laughs> hey, where something is happening in Australian motocross. Let's uh, let's keep it let's keep it going. All right, let's wrap up show number eight. Nick, that was uh, man, Dark Side was a cool guest. You look speechless. I, I mean, I can't <laughs> even put words together. That was that was cool. Um, again, having tired with big show. This one, this one's, you know, an hour forty. It's not the biggest, but it's got a lot on it. Um, you know, again, Ty and Lockie and Jai giving us the time as well during their training, um, and then Dark Side two a.m. in the morning, just digging, digging, digging it deep, digging it Dude deep. Dude loves it. So. 
probably probably going to have a show next week. We talked about this. We're going to sit it out, but if I can get uh, Matt from Motorcycling Australia on, like I said at the yep. top end of the show, um, then we will be having a show. If I if I can't be a week off, then after that it's fight night, and we're we're definitely doing a show after fight night uh, and. Probably do some live stream from the event as well yep. on the uh, Moto Limited Network YouTube channel and uh, Facebook page. So if you can't make it to the fight and you want to follow along with what's going on, uh, Nick has donated his time <laughs> to uh, live stream a bit of it, commentate through it, try and try and get me on through the night. But until that fight happens, I'll be a nervous wreck. That's for sure. So <laughs> do I do I get to ask all the hard questions? You can. You can. <laughs> you're the hard hitter. You're the you're the journalist. If it, the, if it uh, if it doesn't go well do, do I still get to ask the hard question mate if it doesn't go well you could be uh, could be replaced <laughs> <laughs> you've heard it here first guys <laughs> you, get, you get one shot don't mess it up uh, yeah nah look it'll be fun and as I said I just I'll be busy I'll be trying to get myself prepped get myself in the mind I'll frame. just uh, start prepping for the after party <laughs> we're not even talking about that yet we've got two more weeks of hard work ahead of me before I can get to that point but uh, there could be something going on maybe keep keep an eye out because you could could be a big night for everyone and could be everyone could be invited so anyway that's show number 18 massive thank you to everyone that was involved in tonight's show um again the sponsors mpe suspension paul barrack and the team up there just cannot thank them enough and adam and the team at pro powder powder coating just having these show sponsors are awesome if you are listening to this and you are interested in being a part of the show or a sponsor of the show reach out more than happy to have the conversation of getting you involved um, but that's going to do us big show big weeks coming up everyone keep your eye out for what's coming up more stuff to come with the with the auctions and, and the uh, for men's mental health. A lot of stuff coming down. I can't even put it all into words at the moment. Just looking at my notes, it's, it just keeps going over and over and over. But um, I'd like to thank Darkside, Ty, Lockie, Jai, Nick. Thank you for coming in again, mate. Thanks for having me. Helping me steer this ship, doing all this stuff in the background for me. Again, I do appreciate it. It's uh, it's a lot of work, and you every day hit me up. <laughs> what about this? How do we? What, do you want to do this? And uh, I do appreciate it. It's uh, taking a lot off me. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank my wife for letting us have this feeding us tonight nick so good so good (laughs) i'm not gonna say what i had i said we had tacos i didn't have tacos i had a wrap because i'm trying to still keep my weight off but uh nick devoured some tacos (laughs) so i'd like to thank my wife again for giving us the time to do this for allowing me to chase my dreams uh all the show sponsors but from nick and myself see you next week cheers Limited Network. We've been out filming for the last two days. I'm knackered. Trying to get home and we're running out of fuel. And we're about 13 k from home.